On March 18, the European Central Bank launched the Pandemic Emergency Purchase Program, a 750 billion euro aid for the European economy hit by the COVID-19 health crisis. What does this extraordinary measure mean for the economic governance of the euro area? Analysis by Jean-Edouard Colliard, HEC Paris Professor of Finance. To answer this question, it is important to understand the economic problem we are facing. Most European economies have now enforced confinement policies. These policies imply a negative shock on demand, consumers reduce their spending, and also on supply, many workers are confined at home. A more accommodative monetary policy may boost demand in the short run, but the scope for such stimulus is limited, especially as supply is also drastically reduced. If a lot of workers cannot go to work, the production, and hence GDP, will necessarily fall, and no fiscal or monetary policy can change this. The bigger issue is whether the economy will go back to normal after the epidemic is over. Ideally, we would like to press the pause button on the economy today, wait a couple of months for the end of the epidemic, and then press play and resume our normal economic activities. This requires avoiding layoffs, bankruptcies, and the disruption of supply chains so that companies can resume their activities with the same level of productivity. Doing this requires a lot of funding. Many firms will stop producing and selling their goods and services, but they will still need to pay employees, suppliers, and creditors. If indeed the crisis we are facing is short-lived, a solvent firm should be able to borrow the funds necessary to go by in the next couple of months, for instance by using credit lines, issuing new debt, or restructuring existing ones. However, in a global crisis like the one we are facing, it might be difficult to find lenders willing to finance even solvent firms, Indeed, investment funds suffer severe outflows at the moment and need to liquidate their positions to repay investors. Banks are worried about their own funding and are reluctant to increase their lending. Companies expect to face liquidity issues and are less likely to give trade credit to their customers. Everyone is simultaneously hoarding cash, especially in US dollars. If such a situation worsens, many solvent companies will fail during the epidemic and they won't be able to resume production after it is over we will then face a much longer and deeper recession. Central banks have the tools to avoid this bleak outcome. One of their traditional functions since the 19th century is to be a lender of last resort. The central bank stands ready to provide liquidity to any solvent bank, thus easing any concern about bank funding. Indeed, 3 trillion euros will give euro area banks a lot of ammunition to provide liquidity to firms. In addition, the direct purchase of 750 billion euro worth of various bonds will help firms and governments that rely on market funding rather than bank funding. In my view, these extraordinary measures rely on sound economics. However, the current situation is not ideal and illustrates the limits of the governance of the euro area. First, the primary objective of the ECB remains price stability and price stability alone. As a result, the ECB has to justify its recent policies by a concern that the current crisis may hamper monetary policy transmission. Honestly, I'm not sure this is what policymakers should worry the most about at the moment. Second, without a significant European budget, there is little scope for a coordinated fiscal policy or for transfers across members of the euro area, even though those would be uh, probably necessary. The situation has improved since the financial crisis, though, with the creation of the European Stability Mechanism, which has 500 billion euros that can potentially be used in the current crisis. Third, the lack of a finance minister of the euro area means that the ECB remains the only significant economic policymaker at the euro area level. The economic governance of the euro area is thus very paradoxical. It relies entirely on the ECB, which at the same time has a very narrow price stability mandate. 
Changing this situation would require amending European treaties, which all governments have shied away from. 